Everybody ready? Let's get rolling. This is The Big Show on 97.5, 1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. Oh, it's the big show, 97.5 <laughs> that, that, and 12.80 of the zone. Jake, I just saw some highlights of that boxing match that you had brought up. Uh-huh. That's darn cool. Andy Ruiz Jr. is your uh, new heavyweight uh, that, championship. That champion. was fun. Jake tried to tell you. I tried to tell you. I did try to so hard. He had a beautiful tease going into the so? break. What do you mean, why didn't I say so? Because what? you were you were stepping over me with some sort of speed bag story. <laughs> yes, well, it's I, a, if you told me it was going to be that good, I wouldn't have said anything. It's great because you'd think a big fat guy like that would just lean on his opponent the whole time. Now yeah. he's a puncher. He is. Yeah. I've never seen a body move in that many directions at one time. It's a great I story. Mean, body parts going every which way. I mean, but it was great. Probably not as good as I grew up with a speed bag, but, you know, pretty good story. <laughs> I know the movie's coming out about your speed bag soon. <laughs> but this guy didn't even, he was uh, he was an afterthought. They just didn't want to give up the fight, so they basically paid him a ham sandwich to come uh, to come fight. <laughs> and he wins. It's a great story. He swallowed it whole, did he? He, he talks afterwards. He says, "Now my family doesn't have to struggle anymore. It's so cool. It's like it's like Cinderella man in modern age, but with a fat guy." And Gordon's like, "Well, it's I'm like gonna, the Kool Aid Man. I grew up with a speed bag. You did." <laughs> uh, zero to hero. <laughs> He's every he's an well, every think, man's champion. That, that may be the best story of the year, right there. Right, exactly. and you and you undersold it. Come on, bring it strong. I wouldn't have interrupted that. You're just like, oh yeah, some fat guy. He was boxing some guy who was like an Adonis. I'm like, wake me when it's over, will you? When you now, you, I understand. When you steal all of our thunder with a uh, with a. <laughs> Captivator, like the speed bag story. You know, it's did pretty. You, it's pretty did you, tough. Did you have a speed bag when you were a kid? No. Uh, just did you, did you ever? Did you ever box at all? Just to let you know, Andy Ruiz Jr. The story about it is your uh, second trending story at sltrib.com. Oh, good. It's a great story. Yeah, I and love everybody it. And knew that until no, and you just no. discovered it thirty seconds you're ago. All, you're over there. Uh, you know, there was this thing that happened uh, over the weekend. It was pretty cool, I guess, sort of. Yeah, the fat guy and and some guy who was built like the Rock. And I'm like, yeah. So I can what? see the column now. A fellow coworker told me about a fat guy winning a boxing match, which reminds me, I had a speed bag as a child. <laughs> Gordon during the breaks, like, wow, this is a really great story. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> I undersold it. I said they could make a movie out of it in the last segment. No, I undersold no. it. You got to that part after I already interrupted. You interrupted when I said we don't often talk about boxing. <laughs> well, you know what? I had a speed bag as a kid. What do you mean? Of course I undersold it. I didn't even get to introduce it. 
Well, you should have said this is story of the of year. Gordon, I know we don't talk a lot of boxing on this show, and I know that boxing is not nearly as mainstream as it uh, as used it to used be. to be mm-hmm. you know, a couple of generations ago. But over the weekend, I had a speed bag when I was a kid. <laughs> See, I got to I, over the weekend. Yeah, but I was snoozing through the first part of it. <laughs> you buried the lead. I said when it was. You, that's you as far as I, I got. No, but that's not I what got to the deadline. That's it. <laughs> I had a speed bag when I was a kid. <laughs> that's not what you say. You say, you know, we don't often get to boxing. You know, yada, 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 yada. And I'm over here. It's not about me. <laughs> no, it's not about, but why would no, I pay attention? No, it's got nothing to do I with had a me. Speed bag when I was a kid. <laughs> that was the, you should have said the, great, Gordon the greatest thing happened over the weekend, and then I wouldn't have said, "Oh, really? I had a speed bag when I was a kid." I would have said, "You tell me more." Sheesh. It's all right. No, I forgive you. I'm I'm never going <laughs> to set up a story ever again. That is a great story, Jake. It is a great story. I love it. I love it. And then they show the guy, and really, I mean, his the lower part of his stomach is moving one direction, the upper part of his stomach is moving the other direction, and then you know his his uh, his chest was bouncing this way and that way, and he's pounding the living daylights out of this guy. Cool. Uh, exactly why I wanted to bring it up on the show. A modern day Rocky. Maybe that's what I should have let yes. in. Yes. Instead of over the weekend. I was getting into it. <laughs> you, I, were, you know, I had a speed were, bag. <laughs> I still think you were too slow on it. Because, you know, like if you said, oh, man, I got such a great story and here it is. Fat man takes on the Greek god. Now I'm listening. Hmm. But, you know, over the weekend, you know, we don't talk a lot of boxing, but, you know, over the weekend. All right. I had a speed bag when I was a kid. Did you know that? <laughs> That's Did you thing. know that? How am I supposed to know that? <laughs> well, we've known each other a long time. We have known each other a long time, but no, your your childhood speed bag has never never come up. You guys never boxed when you were kids? No. Austin? No, not a, like in a, an official situation. You, no. Have you ever had boxing gloves on? I have. Yeah. You ever been taped up? No. Huh. Taped up. Have you? Yeah. I used to box when I was a kid. What, were you in the Navy? What are you talking about? <laughs> this I have a hard time believing. I had a speed bag when I was a no, kid. No, no. I, I, I was in the boxing. You, did, were you a member of a gym? Did you? Did you no, but I, I took boxing lessons. and uh, From the I, guy I, down the street? What do you mean? <laughs> like, no, I didn't go to a gym, but I took lessons. What? And who's taping you up? Right. I wasn't a member of a gym. But I, I was in a couple match, boxing matches. How'd it go? Um, yeah. Uh-huh. The, the first one uh, went really well, and the second one didn't go as well. That's but all the detail you've got? That was a long time. I was a kid, man. I was like in sixth grade or something. What went well about it? I was, I was good. And the second one, I, I wasn't as good. Again, very thorough. We're actually asking for detail now. Gordon's like, oh, it's good. It was a long time ago. I don't remember all the details of it. But yet you remember your safety patrol days like they were yesterday. I don't give you much detail on that either, do I? Oh, by the No way. one, we're fine with it. Yeah. All right. I was going to tell you a story, but I better not. Please. No, I don't want to. Really. 
Let's just move on. That is a cool story. Everybody else knew that but me. huh? I saw the headline, but I really didn't put two and two together until I actually just watched some of the highlights. That was cool. It's a great story. Terrific I, I, story. I couldn't agree There's more. There's got to be a lot of good information in the background. In what you've been reading about it, is there a backstory? Uh, I'd have to get into it a little bit uh, a Does little bit more. Does he have any Utah connections? Why would he have any Utah connections? I don't know. And how would uh, we just know that right away? Actually, his third cousin, <laughs> Derek, lives in Bountiful. <laughs> Derek Ruiz. <laughs> Derek Ruiz. You know who would know he that? He works at an auto parts you, shop. I'll tell you who would know that. He's been taped up. Kurt Cragthorpe would know that. If there were a Utah connection, he would know. Kurt well, was on this morning with PK, by the way. Oh, how'd that go? He Good. filled in. Yeah, he Good. did well. Yeah, Terrific. They talked a lot of Utah football. Of course, mm-hmm. Kurt uh, covers the Utes for the Salt Lake Tribune. Yeah, he does. And those PK are, those is- a bang-up job, too. PK is convinced that uh, expectations for the Utes are way out of hand. Really? They spent a lot of the day talking about that. Not that, and I want to be careful illustrating PK's point, not that they're not unattainable, but that fans and media are getting ahead of themselves. Well, that's because, you know, I'm sure, and I didn't hear the show uh, because I was still out of town, but it, I'm sure that PK was speaking from experience that the uh, the Sun Devils have had high expectations in the past and then they get into the league and, and they go up to Washington and lose a game that he thought they were going to win. All that, right? Yeah, I mean, that's part of that. It. it. Just is it's it's not just don't get carried away. They're returning a lot, and they have some talented guys. But you never know how it's going to go, especially in this league. And to uh, what? How did he put it this morning? If you went up to a Ute fan and, and said, "Would you take nine and three? He thought nine out of ten Ute fans would say no right away. Yeah, they probably would. And so if you look through it at that perspective, I can understand what he's saying. Now, then you look at it the other way and you say, well, shouldn't Utah be the, the favorites to get out of the Pac-12 South? Yeah. And would it be unreasonable to expect a, a favorite to go 7-2 and two in league? Uh, I think that's reasonable. Right. And so then you think they finish at 10-2 and two and could possibly have a shot at the Rose Bowl, and if not in that large, yeah. into a New Year's Six game. Mm-hmm. So I mean, there's there's kind He's of two just sides sending of it, out right? a cautionary sort of warning that uh, hang hang on because he is he's had those thoughts probably about his devils and it hasn't worked out. I think he just hears a lot of so listen for the the local teams and a lot of this you can't help because we get in our own little uh, echo chambers, you know, a lot of that sort of thing, especially with social media and you know we are so close to situations. You you always get the preseason hype throughout the the summer and. Uh, at least for the teams that are expected to be pretty decent. But even even when not. Like, for example, I'll give you with the, the Utah receivers. Every single freaking year we hear like, oh, well, the receiving problems are solved, gentlemen. It's a group of all Americans. Damari Simpkins said uh, he's the best receiver on the planet. Book it. He did. Book it down. They're awesome. And then every year they couldn't catch a cold. Uh, well, that might be underselling it a tad bit. They've had some decent talent. Have they? Since 2008? Uh, we've had some guys. <laughs> I think that's the problem. They've just had when some did, guys. They haven't they, had any dudes. Jake Murphy had a minute there at, at tight end. We can give him that. When did the Man of Castile play? 
Uh, he his senior year was either 08 or 09. Wasn't. And it's not like he lit the world on fire either. No. He Remember, was never even he their pre- number one he receiver. He was going to win the Heisman. He right? did. Yeah. But I, anyway, that's just to illustrate my point. I think a lot of times uh, fans and media members, sure, get wrapped up in the, well, this is the year. Uh-huh. And most of the time, it's just not. I mean, with the, I'll tell you this, 60 and 60, uh, I had my vote, which which you can still cast, by the way. Just got an email, Gordon. You still have time to get I your thought, vote in. I thought in. Friday was the deadline. Well, they, just for you, they extended it. Not so, for the listeners, just for, uh, for you. Until Gordon. when? I don't know. I'm going to have to read the email. Oh. I just got it. Okay. I'm sure you got it, too, if you give it a look-see. Uh, look, uh, look but I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I put the Ute receivers lower. I mean, I, I put them down. I didn't have a Ute receiver in my top 25, I don't believe. Really? Because what, who has been – who last year was – well, no, 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 that's not true because I'm, I'm excluding Britton Covey a little yes. bit. I had Britton Covey in my top 25. I'm talking about kind of the – I guess the outside guys. I don't mean to forget about Britain, and I did have Britain in my top twenty-five. I I don't think I got that email. I was just looking here. Huh. All right. Well, you can still submit a ballot, Gordon. Okay. All right, I'll look into but, it. But I mean, as far as oh yeah, here it is. Top end outside receiver. I mean, even Drez Anderson, who had his moments, really had his moments where he blew it. Yeah, Washington State. Washington State is a number one example, but wasn't uh, remember Travis Wilson's infamous UCLA game where he threw how many total interceptions did he throw in that game? Six. Six. Like it didn't two of them go right off of Drez Anderson? At least one did. See, I think they ought to abridge that 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 uh, because interceptions, everyone blames the quarterback for that, and it's not always the quarterback's fault. I don't know how you're going to judge it though, especially when guys run bad routes. Fair enough, but uh, I think we get caught up in that preseason hype with Utah receivers True. all the time, yeah, and then it just be. doesn't turn out to be the case. And that's not even the is that that's not even really the the two real question spots for the Utes, right? O line and linebacker. Yeah. See, I have no uh, Utah's defense is going to be fine. I think your linebackers are going to be fine, and I think Utah can be really good. Uh, they're my favorite to win the South, but I understand where the, the, I understand yeah. where PK is mm-hmm. is coming from. Uh, I do try not to get caught up in it, and you don't know if if Clay Helton's going to pull it together at USC. You don't know at Arizona if Khalil Tate bounces back if he has a healthy season and all of a sudden he's back to where everybody thought he was going to be. Yeah. Um, I don't think Arizona State is going to be very good because they're replacing a ton. But Herm Edwards, maybe he's got some recruiting things up his sleeve, and maybe he is big into player development. I, I think, Were you as shocked as I was when Arizona State handled the Utes the way they did last year? I was surprised about everything about Arizona State, and maybe I shouldn't have been, based on they were bringing back a senior uh, quarterback and a All-American receiver. Maybe we shouldn't have been all that surprised. I just thought the Utes were the better team heading into that game. Didn't right. work out that way. Not that day. And they were. And that's uh, PK's point, I guess. Right. Yeah. And it, I mean, uh, if Oregon would have gotten, wasn't it Oregon who would have gotten that two point conversion, uh, then it would have been Arizona State hmm. in the in the Pac-12 title game. So it, you just never know. And I think he's. It, there's a lot of people feeding the beast with the Utes these days. And I'm not even saying for bad reasons, but there's a lot of people feeding that beast. Do you think uh, it becomes self-propelling at some point? Like two guys say, hey, the Utes are going to be really good, and then it turns into four, turns into 40? Yes, I do think that there is some of that. Yes, I do. Especially online. 
I think they're going to be good. I do. And then we're we're as close. We're a lot closer to it than a lot of the guys nationally, but uh, they seem to be buying in. So we'll see. All right. We want to remind you about our friends at Action Plumbing. Spring into action before the summer rush. Get a complete AC diagnostic checkup for just thirty nine bucks. Scheduled today by calling eight zero one eight three three thirty three thirty three at Action Plumbing. Coming up next, uh, he writes for the Salt Lake Tribune. Chris Camerani. He wrote a very interesting uh, piece about uh, BYU Hall of Famer Larry Carr and what he's going through uh, with CTE and some of the the uh, treatments he's been through. Really, really interesting story. We want to talk to Chris about it. Coming up next. Stay tuned. Ninety seven five and twelve eighty of the zone. <laughs> Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. We're going to talk to Chris Camrani of the Salt Lake Tribune coming up here momentarily. Uh, real quick here, Gordon. Um, news coming across from Brett McMurphy. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, changes in the bowl lineups. Now, pay attention real quick because this okay. gets a little skewed. Right. Changes in the 2020 through 2025 bowl lineup according to sources for Brett McMurphy. The SEC adds the Vegas Bowl and Gasparilla Bowl, drops the Independence Bowl. The Pac-12 adds the LA Bowl and Independence Bowl. ACC adds Fenway and Holiday Bowl, drops Quick Lane Bowl. Big Ten adds Vegas, the Vegas Bowl, Belk Bowl, and Cheez-It Bowl. AAC may play five bowls versus Power 5 teams. Hmm. So that's uh, that's pretty interesting. So the Vegas Bowl is now going to be an ACC SEC showdown, if I'm reading that correctly. And who's the Holiday Bowl with now? Let's see. The only thing Holiday was mentioned uh, the ACC adds Fenway and Holiday Bowls. Yeah. Hmm. So the ACC now going to be in the Holiday Bowl. We'll uh, we'll see if we can look into that uh, a little bit further. But uh, that's certainly interesting. Before we get to to Chris, I think it's important that all our listeners and both you, Jake, and Austin understand that uh, IndyCar on NBC delivered the best combined viewership in three years for the Chevrolet Detroit Grand Prix doubleheader. That's terrific. Are you really going to push back our bringing on Chris for that? You, that's basically an insult no. before we even get started. No, that was just a joke <laughs> off the Indy, uh, Indy 500 conversation we had. That nobody cares. And still... <laughs> Nobody cares. Nobody cares. All right, joining us now on the Sprint special guest line, uh, customers get the fantastic iPhone X for 50% off with FlexLease. Visit the local Sprint store near you. He writes for the Salt Lake Tribune. He is Chris Camrani. Hi, Chris. How are you? Hey, guys. How are we doing? Hey, we are doing uh, terrific. Really enjoyed your piece in the uh, in the Trib, uh, talking about BYU Hall of Famer Larry Carr. Um, if you would just start by start with kind of the premise of the story and uh, and the story he has to tell. Yeah, so Larry is a former BYU Hall of Famer, as you mentioned. Uh, he's third all time on the school's tackling list uh, in the history of BYU football. So. That's an accomplishment in of itself. Uh, he played for Lavelle Edwards. Uh, but, you know, a couple decades ago, he started having some issues popping up. His wife said he started forgetting words. He started creating gibberish words, uh, got a little more uh, aggressive every once in a while. He got severe anxiety, whereas he used to be the most, as his wife described, the most normal, level-headed person ever. 
and they finally went and saw a neurologist. And um, as we know now with CTE, you can't officially diagnose CTE. And so unfortunately that patient has passed away, but doctors who are specialists can kind of look back on the history of someone's career in athletics and tell them whether or not they likely have CTE. And eventually Larry and Lori Carr found out that, yes, it's very likely that Larry uh, sustained too many blows to the head during his years of football at BYU and likely had CTE, and that's what led to his erratic behavior over the last few decades. And Larry basically went looking for an answer because he was severely depressed. He had anxiety everywhere he went. He was on a mission with his wife in Boston and couldn't even focus enough to do, you know, the service work that they were assigned to do when they were at the probate court in Boston. He would get paranoid when somebody would get too close to him, and they eventually found an answer. And, that, and what Larry says, it's an answer for him, and he hopes it's an answer for other people. Uh, but once they went to the Boston VA and, and found this treatment method, it's uh, helped him come back a little bit. So it's an interesting story for sure. What are some of the other manifestations of this, Chris? Uh, did, did he get into uh, a comprehensive uh, list of details? So he went and saw a few specialists, as, as most people do. Um, ironically, one of the first doctors he went to kind of wrote it off and said, ah, you're getting old. Every once in a, everybody has some mental issues every now and then. And they still tell the story of that. You know, they never went back to that doctor again, and rightfully so. But you know, other doctors they went to, they, you know, they did CT scans. They did um, neuro scans. They did all sorts of tests. Um, you know, psychological, verbal, and, you know, pretty much, unfortunately for Larry, every, every box was checked and, and it, and it sucks, but, you know, he's doing something about it and he's 67, he has grandchildren. And as he said, he wants to be able to be his best self as, as much as he can these last few years. The procedure he underwent, uh, that that's given him some relief on this, Chris, how, um, how outside of the box is this? How experimental is this? Yeah, it it is, and 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 he said that himself. You know, he uh, a lot of a lot of specialists kind of chalk it up as uh, junk science, or uh, that's the phrase he used. But it's basically it's uh, LED lights that stimulate various parts of the brain with a kind of cool-looking Tron helmet. That would be the only way that I could describe it. Uh, you know, you, you sit down and you have this thing on your head and you sit still and close your eyes and relax for 45 minutes and it flashes, you know, various levels of LED lights on the four corners of your brain. And for those who suffer from it, the studies have shown, according to the company V-Light, it helps kickstart, um, you know, some parts of the brain that have been damaged. And, and in Larry's case, it's helped him. And the trial that he went through, the six-week trial, it helped him immensely but due to the trial you had to take an eight week long break and during that break the symptoms came back and he was anxiety ridden again and he was having a tough time focusing and he wasn't himself but then once he was able to get back on it it took longer to to you know get rid of those symptoms but it, it came back and, and he was feeling better again so it's, it's very interesting and as he says it's not an answer for everybody but it works for him at the moment and he just wants people to be able to you know, give it a shot if they can. Chris, uh, what, what are your thoughts on CTE and and the future of football? Oh, Gordon, you know I'm the number one person to ask when it comes to the future of football, me being the, <laughs> the future Hall of Famer myself. Um, it's tough. 
you know, I asked Larry Carr this question. I said, will you let your grandchildren play football? Do you want your grandchildren to play football? And he said, you know, as the technology progresses and as a potential answer is found, then maybe. But it's tough, man. I mean, you see so many people affected and you hear someone like Larry's story and then he, you know, he admitted it himself. He's in a good place compared to so many people. I mean, we've seen so many great, uh, you know, former football players in recent years, unfortunately, take their own lives and do so in such a manner that they knew that they needed their brain tested. I mean, it's, it's heartbreaking. And they've had people reach out to them. They've, they've had, you know, stories that are much worse than their own, and that's saying something. So it's, it's just kind of tough to kind of gauge what, what the future is going to be like. I know, you know, nationwide attendance numbers are dropping. More kids are getting involved in various other sports. And it's... Um, it's going to be something that we have to keep an eye on for sure, but it's the long-term effects are just, in my opinion, they're brutal. And, and you can change the way someone tackles, but at the end of the day, you know, people feel empowered when they have those pads and those helmets on because you're a warrior out there. You're, you're, you're doing something that you love, and in the moment it might seem great, but the long-term ramifications, as we've seen with so many people, it's, it's brutal, that's all. Uh, Chris Camrani with us from the Salt Lake Tribune, 97.5 and 12 in his own. And Chris, switching gears just a little bit, but I know you also wrote uh, recently about Yoli Childs and Nimi Keita coming back to uh, BYU and Utah State, respectively. Um, which was more of a surprise in your mind uh, coming back, Yoli or Nimi? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I would probably say Yoli, just because of the amount of change that was going on around the program with, with Dave Rose retiring. Um Namias had a lot of, you know, interest. I, I talked to some NBA scouts myself over the course of the season who, you know, told me that a lot of teams were interested in his ability, but he was raw. He, um, I mean, the college game can be boring, but he plays defense a little aggressively, and then he unfortunately gets called for too many fouls, as happened early on in the season. But for me, it's Yoli. I think with Dave leaving and Mark Pope coming in, obviously there was a level of familiarity there with the program, but Mark really had to sell Yoli on coming back and, and improving parts of his game if he wants to achieve his dream of playing in the NBA. And Yoli said himself that he had chances to play overseas and he turned down some lucrative offers. And I totally believe that. But if your dream is in the NBA and you've been told two off seasons now that there are specific things you need to work on, I, I credit Yoli for coming back and, and giving it one more go with a team that's going to have plenty of leadership, but you know, a lot of seniors um, to try to get BYU back on track and back in the NCAA tournament. Specifically, did he mention what, what it is that he's trying to fix in order to elevate his status? Yeah, he, uh, he didn't shy away from that. He said his goal is to be the West Coast Conference Defensive Player of the Year. Um, and I guess that's saying something if a guy – who's coming back, who put up, you know, 10 double-doubles and averaged basically 21 and 10, who says he wants to be the defensive player of the year and not the MVP. So I think um, a lot of the scouts told him that he needs to get more versatile defensively, and that's, you know, definitely guarding the perimeter the way the game is going, as well as down low. I mean, Yoli, he looks big, he's but he's 6'8". I mean, he's a huge kid, but he's still 6'8". And if he projects at the next level, that means he's going to have to get out on the perimeter and defend you know, even two guards and, uh, and the small forwards as well. Chris, really love your role over there at the Tribune right now. You're, you're digging into some uh, just incredibly interesting stories. You want to give us a little tease on maybe a, a story or two you're working on? Um, man, you put me on the spot, Jake. There are a few. I mean, I, 
it's it's tough to to be in this position because you're kind of counted upon to deliver some really interesting things. And luckily enough, I have um, some people that give me good story ideas, people like Gordon. So I have that uh, to my disposal. But um, there will be some interesting ones. I'm, I'm very interested in. Uh, there's a you know a lawsuit going on regarding the all girls football tackle football league in Utah, and you know Sam Gordon and her father Brent are involved in trying to get. Uh, you know, tackle football involved in UHSAA, and it's become kind of a, a national story. And they're involved in a class action lawsuit, and they are gaining more members of their program. And it's it's interesting. We talk about the the future of football. Um, you know, here's a, a club sport that's grown from 50 girls uh, two years ago to about 460 now. So that's that's interesting for me. And then on the on the horizon, I don't know. I, I wish I had a better answer for you, Jake. I want I want you to believe that I have this whole thing mapped out. <laughs> and I probably shouldn't say this on the radio, but and hopefully my boss isn't listening. He probably is. So that's great for me. Um, but yeah, I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants and see where the stories take me. Well, I'll keep flying by the seat of your pants, Chris, because uh, <laughs> you fly very well that way. Uh, very talented guy, Jake, as you know. Absolutely. And, Chris, I've always said that about you, and uh, you're uh, you're making it real. Ah, thanks, guys. I appreciate it. Chris, who would you be more surprised to see at the Salt Lake Tribune newsroom, Gordon or President Trump? Ooh. <laughs> um, I guess I would, I would counter that with, that would have to be the most read column in the history of the Salt Lake Tribune website if Gordon got to interview Trump Ooh. about some sort of sporting topic. I would assume it would be golf, and Gordon would have to ask him if he really averaged, uh, if he was really like a 66 handicap or whatever he recla- uh, whatever he claims to be. But that would be, I will counter it with that response. All right. Well, one thing's for sure, we both would walk into the newsroom with our golf shoes on. <laughs> That's for sure, right? <laughs> That's probably true. Uh, hey, Chris, we really appreciate you coming on. And, and one of these days, man, we'll have to, to get a little deeper with you and get you over here in studio, man. Yeah, absolutely. Whatever you guys need. Thanks for having me on, guys. All right. Thanks, you, Chris. Chris. Chris Camerani, Salt Lake Tribune. And I, I'm serious about that. I, I love his role over there right now. And he, he digs into some really interesting stuff and gets the, the freedom and the opportunity to, to really get the, you know these stories that maybe fly under the radar aren't your kind of daily beat stories necessarily and, and would encourage everybody to check out his latest on Larry Carr. And, and CTE and, and the future of football, Gordon, is something we've talked about a lot on this show. Yeah, when he was talking about Carr, it reminded me, of a, a story that I got to do. Did you a have while a speed back when you were a kid? No, Dustin Johnson, a former BYU player who had all kinds of problems remembering things. And uh, I haven't caught up with Dustin. I'm not sure how things are going for him now. But the, I interviewed him maybe 15, 16 years ago. And I remember him telling me that he was putting the putting the box of cereal in the refrigerator and the milk in the cabinet. And forgetting things that he said that part of the time he was totally okay, and then part of the time he just would blank out. Things that happened five minutes ago, he couldn't remember them happening. And football's a tough, a tough sport. I hope they can find some answers because it's a great sport too. But with all these problems you hear about guys having, hopefully, uh, and I don't know whether it's been blown out of proportion. 
it seems like maybe you think it's been blown out of proportion if it doesn't affect you. Yeah. Well, I find it incredibly encouraging with this particular story that uh, that they found a treatment that had an effect. That they they uh, that Larry Carr found something that that actually helped him. And then you heard when he had to take a break between treatments, he had some of the symptoms come back, and then they treated it again, and it helped again. I think a, a big problem with the CT, this this situation, is that you can't diagnose it until after the person is dead. Hmm. You know, so it's hard to to figure out treatments and that sort of thing when you know you you have to study these brains of people that have passed and those sorts of things. So I, uh, out of this this story, I found it very encouraging that here is somebody who's having trouble with this and has found something that helps. Yeah. Yeah. How about that? A solution? Maybe? Yeah. That would be terrific instead of all of us sitting around complaining. Right. So I would encourage everybody, sltrib.com, get on there and give it a read. Big thanks to Chris for jumping on the show. We really appreciate it. Yeah, Chris is great. He's doing exactly what he he's born to do. Uh, he he really is a fine writer and can find those stories. We'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Check this out. And now your Not Sports Report on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Time to get a winner for the Chevy Strong Play of the Game. Be Caller 12 right now, 855-340-ZONE, and correctly identify the Chevy Strong Play of the Game, announced by DJ and PK. Actually, PK and Kirk Cragthorpe this morning at 8.50, and you'll win a Zone prize pack. This is the Chevy Strong Play of the Game, brought to you by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. Time for the Not Sports Report, brought to you by the LHM Used Car Supermarket. Over 1,000 used vehicles and inventory. Shop online, lhmusedcars.com. Gordon, where are we going today? I have three different uh, brief stories I want to hit real quick. Did you know, Jake, that the U.S. military is uh, prepping for Godzilla-like creatures in the future? I did not. It has the technology now to get after them when they get here. Well, thank goodness for that. So you can rest at ease about that. So when Godzilla or some Godzilla-like creature attacks, we got it. Doesn't it alarm you that somebody is worrying about that? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that might be the better question, yes. That that we are paying somebody high up in the government slash military to be like, what if what if they get a Godzilla? <laughs> we better be prepared. The thing is that Our it, Godzilla's better than theirs. Yeah, I mean didn't Godzilla didn't, in that one movie, didn't he awake from the deep or something? I don't know. I, Who knows I'm, what's in the bottom of the ocean? I don't know. Well, we're prepared for it. Whatever. <laughs> And if if Putin wrangles it, we're going to be ready to shoot it down. What happens if? <laughs> what happens if? That's why we have the space force. <laughs> yes, See, but is. but if we do have, if we do, ha- what happens if like there is uh, life out there somewhere on a different planet, and they get to this planet and they attack? We better be ready. Well, I don't think we're going to be ready because if they have the technology to get here, and we don't have the technology to get there, then we're screwed. Right. Can't win, don't try, right, Jake? It's Seriously. not like, remember the movie Independence Day? And a bunch of you know, fighter jets are up there trying to take on this, uh, whatever. Anyway. Are you viewing that movie as reality? Is that what we're getting here? <laughs> well, someone is viewing that Godzilla could attack as reality. 
Living in Baltimore, what do you think of this idea? The mayor of Baltimore wants to put up public boxing rings, speaking of boxing, to end street beefs. So just put them in a ring together and let them have at it. Uh, I, I don't know if it's going to work. That, that, that sounds pretty good, you know, because then you can get your frustrations out and maybe you can punch somebody out, but it, it's, you know, in, within the realm of boxing and then hopefully nobody dies. Yeah, I, I suppose it sounds nice conceptually, but I'd be pretty surprised if something like that worked. And then finally, Jake, there's this. I was reading an article about someone who was watching old episodes of game shows, and one of them was Deal or No Deal. Did you ever watch that show? I think I saw the Howie Mandel one. Yeah, I think that's it. Is that right, Austin? Well, there was a woman on one of the episodes who was offered 266000 or something like that, and it would double. It would double. If she kissed a bullfrog that they had in the studio, all she had to do was kiss the frog and she'd get $530,000. And she didn't do it? And she refused. She would not kiss the that's frog. That's a lady with principles. No, that's a that's a lady who's either got too much money or is not smart. I didn't say they were uh, good principles, but... Would you kiss a frog for five hundred? I'd kiss a lot worse than a frog. <laughs> What's the worst thing you would? You would, name it. Would you try to kiss a rattlesnake? Yeah, for sure. Five hundred thousand? I'll buy a new pair of lips. Well, what if he injects his venom in you? I have five hundred thousand. Yeah, but what if he it potentially kills you? My daughter has five hundred thousand. <laughs> would you? Uh, would you kiss Lloyd's bare backside every day for a year for five hundred thousand dollars? A year's a long time. 365 smooches. No, no, not that. Oh, that's not that bad. All right, you do it. (laughs) 500,000. A year of Lloyd's bare backside. (laughs) Words I never, ever wanted to say. (laughs) So you found out something that Austin wouldn't kiss for half a million Jake's the what would you do, King? Would you rather? That's Jake. Hmm. I do find that game entertaining. How about 20 times? Sure. Oh, yeah. In a row. Yep. Do it. In one sitting. Now, you put it like that. It's, <laughs> but, yeah, 500,000? Sure. <laughs> you got any other I'd never have rather? to see him again. Double win. What, if, if we handed you $500,000, you'd quit your job? Yep. You would not. If I have to kiss Lloyd's backside, yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, what about our... our uh, Fat boxer friend Andy Ruiz Jr. You know, I had a speed bag as a kid. (laughs) Would you, after after one of his fights, would you kiss his armpit once for like thirty seconds? Thirty seconds for five hundred thousand. Five hundred grand. Yeah, I would. Thirty seconds. Five hundred grand. I know it's not a lot to you. How did I get insulted? Gordon, (laughs) we asked Gordon. Hey, Gordon, would you? You're appalled by me. It's five hundred. It's half a million. Would you kiss the cement outside of the uh, outside of the arena? Oh no, no, goodness, no! Would you drive five hundred k? Would you drink water out of a toilet? Where's the toilet? A public toilet? Across, no, uh, no, in the arena across the way just, here. Just a glass full. No, but but it's been it's been flushed. <laughs> Would you pop the uh, the the uh, what do you call those little things in the urinal? 
the 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 cake urinal cake. Yeah, yeah. Would you? Uh, would you? Not, you don't have to eat it. You just have to put it in your mouth. Would you? For five hundred thousand? For five million? Would you? Yeah, I think I would. For five. Because five million to you is five hundred thousand to me. Five hundred k? I certainly would. Is it used? Yeah. Does it matter? I'm told urine is sterile, so sure. It's not. Put some ketchup on it, we'll go to town. <laughs> How'd we okay. get here? Okay, so we found out one thing, just one, that Austin wouldn't do, apparently. Kiss Lloyd's butt. For an entire year. Once a day? Once a day. Every day when he came into work. <laughs> <laughs> It'd have to be more than that, yeah. How much would it have to be? 500000 a day. Oh, come oh. On. All right, name your price. You would settle for something less than What that. would you do it for? Every day, you come in at 3.03 whenever you roll in for the 3 o'clock show, and you have to kiss Lloyd's butt before you go on air. 50 million. A day? 50, or total? For total, for the whole year. For, for and you're whole. getting mad at me for 50, saying no? 50 million. I said no to 500,000. I And I said, well, yeah. And you're mocking me for no, saying I no. Would, I'd do it for half a million bucks. <laughs> Would you really? better believe it? Yeah, I'm I not I guess an it's idiot. not that different from what I do now. So. Oh, but, oh, oh hey. you're already kissing his butt hey, every day. Hey. Nice. All right, we'll have more coming up next. Stay tuned. We'll get back into the NBA. No, we We're canceled. Rob Morris will join us at 430. <laughs> Stay tuned. 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. This, this, this is Hans Olsen and Scotty G. It's what you want. So I'm trying to get my phone to not call me Hans. All right, try it again. Don't call me Hans. Okay, what should I call you? Hans. You'd like me to call you Hats. Is that right? <laughs> no. Hans. You'd like me to call you Pants. It's <laughs> the dumbest thing. Like Lance or Dance. What is my name, Google? Your name is Hans. God. Stupid, dumb thing. Could you call me Hans, Ned? You'd like me to call you handsome. Is that right? Well, it's better than Hans, yeah. Catch Hans and Scotty every day from noon to 3. Presented by your Rocky Mountain Chevy dealers. On 97.5, 1280 The Zone. And The Zone Sports Network. All right, let's